Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Power Motor Yacht Podcast, your birth to the best stories in boating. Each week, my colleagues and I will bring you everything from salty stories to thought-provoking trend discussions, as well as interviews with the most interesting characters to ply the sea. Whether you're listening from the boatyard, your slip, or hopefully well underway, we're glad to have you aboard. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Power and Motor Yacht Podcast. This is executive editor Charlie Levine, and I've got a very special guest today to join us. If you spend any time around boats listening to music, you've probably heard a few tunes by this man's boss. Uh, I don't think there's many musicians whose music goes hand in hand with boating and all the things we love than, than Mr. Jimmy Buffett. And on the line today, we have Captain Vinny LaSorsa, our old buddy, and uh, here to talk about their boat, and, and what they've been doing this summer. How's it going, Vinny? Everything's going good. Thanks for having me, Charlie. Yeah. So I guess we first got to know each other a couple of years ago when you were building the last Mango. It's a beautiful 42 Freeman customized boat. Can you give us sort of the quick pitch on the on the Freeman and all the, the customizations you guys have done to that boat? Yeah. So I guess I'll start from the, from the beginning. We got a, a 42 Freeman hull from Freeman. It had the motors hanging on the back, but essentially pretty unrigged, you know, just bilge pumps and, and all the engine harness and wiring just kind of sitting back in the transom. And then we trucked it down to Merritt Boatworks, where we were already had started building a house from a mold that, that uh, we had made at Merritt's. And then we had a house made at Merritt's, put it on the Freeman, pipe welders did a tower, Garmin did the electronics. And six months later, we had a the number one power motor yacht boat of the year. Yeah, <laughs> it is such a cool looking boat. If you haven't seen it, you definitely need to jump over to our website, pmymag.com and check it out. Um, we covered the boat last year, 2020. And at the end of the year, we do this, you know, readers get to vote for their favorite boat that we've covered. And and the last mango was numero uno and, and uh, stole the show and rightly so um if you all aren't familiar with freeman they are these power cats built really just incredible offshore fishing machines uh your boat vinny's got quad 300 yamahas on it right correct quad 300s and you know what kind of speed and performance do you guys typically get out of that boat so we're a little heavier than the regular freeman and we got a lot of that house yeah a lot of guys don't have a six foot gap tower on theirs so at 3,900 RPMs, we're doing 40 miles an hour, and we're burning around 0.7. You know, I say wow. around because it really depends on, you know, we hold 800 gallons of fuel, so 200 gallons versus 800 gallons makes a difference. Um, and bait wells definitely make a difference for us, too, because if we if we load up, I always fill the big transom well, and we customize our transom well so I don't have a partition in the middle, so we have a little more. Um, we did that because we fish in the Northeast a lot and do the giant tuna fishing and those big mackerels that we use don't like, they like, a big wide oval to, you know, room. to blow donuts in there and be happy. <laughs> yeah. And to see this boat for all you listeners, it's now Merritt Boatworks is a really famous custom builder who's built sport fishing boats, you know, some of the original really great tuna boats. And this is not their typical project, right? They're normally building 80 foot custom boats. Um, but you got them to build, you know, the house, the helm, the pilot house. Um, and it's just got such a cool look to it. It really looks, it looks like it belongs on there, which is not always easy to do with a pilot house on a center console. 
Yeah, there, there's a so when we first just the, I know I know you wrote this when you wrote the, the original article. But the funniest part, I think Roy told you this too when you talked to Roy Marin. Uh, he originally said no. I mean, we're telling you like we had him in a full on chicken wing. We were like, come on, come on, come on, you know, <laughs> please, please, please. But um, he he finally said yes. And then there's a guy named Brian Lighty that works over at Merritts, and Brian, you know, he's like architect CAD, like he does all that stuff. And he literally, we had worked with a few other designers, and every time I showed. I call him Mr. B, but every time we showed showed Jimmy the the drawings, you know, he I was I wasn't super thrilled. I just want to get his read on it, and he was like, eh, I don't know. We just kept trying to change. Roy was like, Let me let Brian get a, get a crack at this. We showed Mr. Mr. B Brian's drawing, and he immediately like it was one of those things where he looked at it for like 0.2 seconds. He goes, That's it. Wow. And yeah, and that was that was literally it. And then that went off to get a mold made. It looks perfect, like you said. They they absolutely nailed it. The whole project came together like going now since since you wrote that article, it's been two years. We got eighteen thousand nautical miles, eight hundred and seventy hours on on the motors, and I don't have a stress crack at the base of the house. Like all those things that I think people wondered if could possibly happen when you take something that's never been done before. No issues. Like no moving, no creaking, no cracking. It's pretty impressive. impressive. Heck yeah. yeah. And I was going to ask. So when you when you get on the bow, it's there. It's got an open bulkhead to the house, right? Right. Um, yep. And you go in, and is that? It looks like teak, but is that painted on the inside, or is that real woodwork? So that's all faux. It is. Yeah, it's literally all faux. And um, Monique Richter did it. She's 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 built a pretty good name for herself. She's been traveling. I I mean, I see her traveling all over the place. I just ran into her in, in Nantucket a month ago. And she was yeah. doing stuff up at Tidal Creek Boatworks in Nantucket. And um, long story short, she did the, the whole inside of the house. The only real teak in that boat is the deck inside the house. We have a teak deck. And the, the molding strips that hold up the headliner pieces, we made out of real teak. Just because okay. it would have, each one of those little molding strips would have been would have been hard for, you know. And another thing, too, is we, we were thinking about making them out of green board, but we weren't getting the flex for the crown that we needed so long story short that's the only real teak in the boat but she nailed it because it looks beautiful and so it has two big bench seats which you have storage and refrigeration and stuff and then there's the captain's chair is there two captain's helms chairs up there yep there two is and then chairs behind them two benches you got but full I garmin suite like top of the line I got to tell you something, too, not to change this whole train of thought, Charlie. Since you saw the boat, the starboard uh -huh. bench seat, we cut the middle of the bench seat out, and we did a, a recessible table that goes up and down. So when we follow up with this, I'll send you a couple pictures. I think oh, wow. you think it's cool. I mean, we, it was so two people could sit, at, at, sit there and eat, you know, because all of a sudden after we built the boat, especially during COVID, we weren't going out to eat or anything. We were eating on the boat. We were spending full days on the boat eating. And everybody was kind of doing like the TV dinner thing on their lap, on the bench seats. <laughs> and then we realized that, especially during COVID, that we didn't have a lot of people on the boat. It was really just usually the crew and Mr. B or maybe one of his like, you know, close friends or family. And with this table is awesome. Everybody, they sit down and can eat like a, you know, proper meal sitting down at, at this little bench seat. Or, you know, Mr. B does a lot of work sometimes if we're out trolling, waiting on a bite or even drifting, waiting on a bite. You know, yeah, he pops open the laptop or the iPad and he's, and he's working. How so it's cool. an awesome spot. I'll, I'll tell you that part. So we don't have a. It, if we pop, if we, if we, it's on a gas shock. If we push it down, it does. It looks like a bench seat still. But you can okay. pop it up, and there's a table in the middle. So that's the only thing that's changed since you saw it. 
How cool. It's like a little two-top. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just perfect little two-top. And then forward, you've got a, a berth and a, and a full head. Yep. There's a, there's a full, there's a full bed head. There's just no shower. There's a sink microwave. We don't have a, we don't have a range or an oven or anything. It's just real day boat stuff. A lot of, a lot of the ways that we use it, like, especially in the Northeast, we're bringing like lobster salad and rolls and making lunch like that, you know, potato chips and just straight up easy stuff that you're you're doing. We don't really, we're not doing full on cooking. The only time we really do full on cooking is we got to we just have a grill that we stick in the rod holder when we're anchored Perfect. up someplace, especially it's more of a Bahamas thing, burgers, chicken sandwiches, fresh fish sandwiches, whatever we do that stuff. But that, that's the extent of the cooking we do. So how long have you been working for Mr. B now, as you call him? This is 16 years right now. Wow. That's mm-hmm. quite a, that's a long run for a captain. <laughs> you don't yeah, often it, hear it, that. No, I know. It's like in this industry, two or three, two, three, four years is like a long time for a lot of the guys I know. And, and you've run a number of different boats for him. And you told me a really funny story when you first got him interested in Freeman catamarans, right? And you guys went yeah. to look for a, a boat. Tell yeah. that story. That's a great story. Was it, was this the, I'm trying to remember, was this the part when we went for the 34, the first one? Yeah. Right. And, yeah. So we went for, well, I got, there's probably two funny stories and I can't keep track of one I told you. The first time we went up to Freeman, we went for a ride and, Correct me if I'm wrong. If this is the story I told you, we we didn't even get out of Charleston Harbor yet, and it was kind of rough. It was blowing northeast, and he turns around and looks at me, and he just does one of these like, it's a done deal. Like Billy didn't have to try. Billy Freeman didn't have to try any harder to sell him the boat. It was done. And then the we boat just performed great. He was sold. Yeah, yeah, he was totally sold. And then when we got back, um, he asked he asked Billy if he considered putting a house on one, and I was surprised because a lot of people try to really accommodate Mister B and give him what he's asking for. And Billy was like, I'm too busy. I can't do it. And I was shocked. And I could tell, <laughs> yeah, I, I could tell Jimmy was a little bummed. Um, but we ended up putting it together in the story that we just told about going, going to merits. But I don't know if that's a story we told you, but then we went back to ride the 42. We did 77 miles an hour going out the Harbor. And I got a picture. Jeez. I got a picture of Mr. B turning around, looking at me. Cause I was, I was videoing the speedometer over his, over his head with Billy driving. Really crazy, and yeah. then Mr. B turned around and did one of those faces, like you know, like a, almost like a little kid, like. <laughs> and I got now wide I got open. A, I, got a, I got a great picture of him doing that. Well, and then you guys found a pilot house, right? Bill, Billy Freeman did build one, and yes. you were talking to that guy. So the funny thing is about that part of the story is when we get back to the dock in Charleston, and we asked Billy if he would build one with a house. I had already seen the one I saw it on Hall Truth um, that. It was the it was a thirty three pilot house, and I said to I said to Billy I said do you know where that one is and he's like I don't know but he told me the guy's the guy's name he's like his guy's name was Tim, I start calling around, I end up finding out from from uh, Cliff Spencer one of Paul Spencer's sons that he had seen the boat in Wanchi's Harbor, so I call every marina in Wanchi's Harbor I get OBX Marina I talk to that dock master I said hey do you have a three thirty three premium pilot house at your marina. And then I, I didn't say who I worked for or anything. I just said, my name's Vinny. I'm trying to get a hold of the owner. I said, I know this. I don't know if it puts you in a weird position, but could you possibly get me in touch with them or give, give you my number, see if he's interested in calling me? I can tell the guy was a little like, uh, why? Is there something wrong? And I said, no, no, no. I just want to talk to him about his boat. We're, we're trying to you know, figure out if we're going to get one, maybe even see if he wants to sell it. He's like, all right. Three days later, Tim Anderson calls me and he says, no, I'm not interested in selling it. You know, I love the boat. And I was like, 
I was bummed. I'm trying to figure out a way to do this now. And then a week later, Tim calls me and says, I just found out my son's having a baby and he's my fishing partner. You, what do you think? You know, and I'm, maybe I'm interested in selling this. So sure. we flew down there with a, a Yamaha master mechanic from Montauk that we're really friendly with named Bob DeViglio. And me, Jimmy, and Bob flew down there. And we spent four hours with Tim, went for rides. And Tim literally had no idea it was Jimmy Buffett the whole time. <laughs> I just introduced him as, as, as I said, this, this is, this is, this is my boss. And he sure. introduced him, Jimmy introduced himself as Jimmy. That was it. And we left. And I remember I was on the plane leaving and Tim texted me. He said, just curious, what does your boss do? I said, he's in the oh. entertainment industry. <laughs> and, and he said, Oh really? That's cool. And he says, what does he do in the entertainment industry? I said, he sings. I said, I said, I said, you know, Mr. Jimmy Buffett. And right. he just Mark wrote Rita back. Bill. Yeah. Are you effing kidding me? That's so awesome. That but I intentionally, I, I, that day, which is really funny, I intentionally took a couple of pictures of Tim and, and Jimmy interacting, sitting on the covering board, because I, I knew, I was like, Tim's got no idea who, who he is and who he's talking to. So then I, t I texted him a few pictures later. I said, he's probably meeting something now. And Tim really appreciated that and thought it was, thought it was really funny. But that was That's so cool. And I think it speaks a lot to him, to your boss as well, because he's just a boat guy. It sounds like, you know, he was probably just talking about, you know, what'd you do to the boat? Where's this? Where's that? Just typical boat stuff. Yeah, they you were know, telling they were, they were talking about fishing for bonefish in the Bahamas. Tim had been to a lodge that Mr. B had been to, like just totally regular conversations. That's really cool. How great. And so now that you have had all these hours, what did you say? Eighteen thousand hours? Never or 18,000 miles? 18,000 miles. Nautical 800 miles. Hours. 856 hours. Wow. So where... So where a lot of miles for not as many hours as you would think for that many miles. Well, it's a Freeman. You get there quick. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, we, you know, we've been all over the place, literally, with it. Um, and we spend most of our hours, like, when Yamaha pulls the, you know, the, 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 uh, the logs off the computers, of the motors, like, 98% of the time, we're running. Because we, we drift fish a lot, so we shut the motors down. We anchor okay. up, we shut the motors down. So we're running everywhere, and the motors get shut down. Almost all these hours are running. And you got in on that bluefin bite this summer up in the northeast? I saw they were, they've been catching bluefin, like, right off Manhattan, haven't they? Like I, I'm telling you, Charlie, since 2018, it's insane. Like, I would tell you as close to a guarantee as I could tell people when they step on the boat. That's it doesn't, awesome. It's amazing. I hope it stays this way, because it's a lot of fun. We released, we didn't. Yeah, no, this summer we did not kill one. We released every one of them. Wow. And how many days? I mean, he's a busy man. How often do you guys get to fish? It goes in spurts. Like, say, for example, like some, he spends, you know, a week or two out of a month on the road doing tour, you know, typical tour date stuff. And then you know, he's got other business obligations and things like that that he does when he's back. But for the most part, when he's back, if, it, if it's nice out, we're going. Okay. And with COVID, did, was there more opportunity to fish? Yeah, we fished. I wish I could tell you exactly. I got it written down in the logbook. We did something like like 560 hours last summer. That's um, awesome. Yeah, because of COVID. That's all. That's we went fishing like crazy. I mean, we. I think we did 13 13 bluefins in two weeks. Damn. It was crazy. Giants or footballs? Last last summer, we didn't catch one. I would tell you, like we were releasing them, and I would tell you, I don't think we caught one under 500. If maybe 450. Wow. There's a that few of them that did behave nice to get a real good picture of that I couldn't give you an exact estimate. And there's a couple that I would tell you were well over 700. I don't know how far. Whew. But, 
yeah, really, really good. We didn't this summer. We didn't catch any small ones either. We, we you, you generally catch the smaller ones trolling, and we've been doing the live mackerel, live bait. Okay, is that that's pretty much your favorite thing to do up there? Do you get into the striped bass fishing as well? Yeah, we'd striped bass fish and striped bass fishing for for me on my side of it. It depends who I'm taking. If I'm taking people that are like kind of novices, I'm worried that they might not know or if they get seasick. We pretty much troll for the striped bass. It's just easier, and there's there's definitely more action. Then it's mm-hmm. quicker action because you're catching the bluefish as well, and any size striped bass will eat eat what we're trolling. But if if I got if I have people that I know that they're looking for a real good fight and they you know the sport of it, we'll do the live bait, either live porgies or live eels. Ooh, that's how you get the big ones. Yeah, generally that's 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 it, right? And where you're from, Florida originally, right, Vinny? I'm first generation here, born in New York, grew okay. up in grew up in Annapolis, Maryland, a little bit in North Carolina, and then I've been in Florida since I was 18. Okay, so quite a while, and mm-hmm. and you met, you got this job when you were in your 20s, right? I just turned 23. Wow, and that was <laughs> I remember writing about that too. You were about to, you were considering going into the Marine Corps, right? Yeah, I don't think I was too far from not being able to not go in the Marine Corps. <laughs> you know, it was it was pretty close. I mean, I had already went through through you know quite a bit of it. But um, anyway, so your, yeah, your life could have taken a very different um, trajectory there for sure. Two thousand two thousand five would have been when I went in. No, wow. yeah, that's that, that was in the middle of the bad stuff for sure. And now, I mean, you split your time between, it looks like, you know, I follow you on uh, Instagram and Facebook and see all these great photos of the boat zipping around Montauk Light. And then, you know, then you're down here in Florida and then you're in the Bahamas. Um, What's on the, what's on the schedule these days now that winter's kind of coming up? So right now we're going to go, right now we're getting ready to gear up to to do our florida bahamas you know keys all that stuff um we're, we wrapped up in up north but i'll tell you up north it's i know it's a kind of like i guess they call it indian summer where it's still really warm for october and the fishing's been unbelievable but um it's that time so we're going back and we're going to start doing like the you know the high-speed wahoo trolling and bone fishing and we, we basically split our days in the in the in the winter when we're in the bahamas between half of a day offshore wahoo trolling Usually it's not even half a day. It's usually a couple hours. And then, you know, it's like real gentlemen, like eat lunch and, and then go bone fishing in the afternoon. Or we go bone fishing first thing in the morning and then go wild fishing in the afternoon, depending on the tide, which is better for which on that day. But that's that's kind of how that's it's really like, you know, we do it. We just do it just strictly to have fun. Ah, uh, sounds awesome. Now, this yeah. question, I don't know if you can answer this question, but I, I can count at least three restaurants I've been to that claim they were the spot that spurred the Cheeseburger in Paradise song. <laughs> there was one in Cabbage Key, which is on the west coast of Florida. I think there was mm-hmm. some little hurricane hole restaurant place in West End. And then, of course, you know, Margaritaville. But do you, where is the real Cheeseburger in Paradise? Do you know? So as far as I understand, and I hope, and I really hope I'm not speaking out of turn, and I'm probably going to disappoint a whole lot of people <laughs> but who, who are trying to. No one's to, listening, Vinny. No big deal. <laughs> who are trying to claim that it, it happened at their restaurant? But there's a there's a there's a place in 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 St. Bart's. It was called Lost Select that 
as far as I know, that's 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 where the cheeseburger in paradise song popped in Mr. B's head. Ah, well, there you have it. Thank you yeah. for clearing, <laughs> clearing up that yeah. mystery. Um, you know, and the other thing I wanted to talk about as well, Vinny, I know you do a lot of work with veterans. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what you and your wife have been up to with that program? I think it's really awesome what you guys have done. Um, so, yeah, we started doing back in 2009, we started doing um, we started taking injured veterans fishing. It was just mostly because the story that you were before about about you know me not going in the Marine Corps and then I, I had friends and family who did started to feel guilty so I tried to do something to get back so 2009 we started taking injured veterans out fishing and it kept growing and growing more people wanted to get involved and then in 2014 we started our own 501c3 called Freedom Fighter Outdoors is what we called it and we do four big events every year and a whole bunch I mean over 20 25 smaller events like anything from skeet shooting to bird hunt, you know, dove, dove pheasant hunting up in like Pennsylvania and places like that to small freshwater trips, you know, on Lake Okeechobee and Lake Ida and things like that in Florida. Um, so since 2014, we started Freedom Fighter Outdoors and, and my, my wife and I have been running it with the help of a really good board of directors and a lot of friends. Um, and in 2019, Mr. B had an idea to, to, to start Last Mango as a, as a brand. And all the all the profits go to charity. They go to various charities. We've donated a whole bunch of different charities, but the majority of it's going to Freedom Fighter Outdoors and Singing for Change, which is the foundation that Mr. Buffett started. Um, and Singing for Change basically um, basically funds other nonprofits. You know, you, you apply and they basically I don't want to say grants, but you know they 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 give they give out you know their their money to to help support other charities. Oh, that's great. So, that's what we've been doing. But Freedom Fighter Outdoors, we've had over 500 veterans come through. I might be up to 600 now. Um, wow. Come through Freedom Fighter Outdoors, and uh, it's been it's been really good. It's a lot of fun. I don't. Oh, take I bet it must be so nice for them to just get outside and a little peace and quiet, enjoy the outdoors, whether it's fishing or hunting or boating. Um, you know, we should do we should do an article on 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 that for Power Motor Yacht. I would love to dig into a little bit more and and interview some of the guys you've taken out. I bet would like to hear their stories. I'm sure it's made a huge impact on their life. Charlie, you should come. You need to come to one. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. And for everyone who doesn't know, the boat that we've been talking about is named Last Mango, which of course is a, a really well known Jimmy song. And where can folks? pick up some of that apparel, Vinny, if they wanted to get, I know I have a hoodie and it's awesome. <laughs> Lastmangoboatworks.com is the website that we're selling the Last Mango apparel on. And then um, singingforchange.org, freedomfighteroutdoors.org are the two major charities that we're funding, but we're, we're, we're sending them out to a lot of, a lot of charities that are in need um, through so it. So, yeah, it's, it's a great thing. And we're trying to, the, the whole tagline um, with, last mango is to see the good side because mr b says it takes no more time to see the good side of life than does it takes the takes to see the bad so we're trying to just show people that you know see the good side of life and you know and we feel that way a lot through a lot of the veteran work we do like whenever you're having a bad day you know i can name a bunch of veterans i think of when i think i got it bad and i think yep. that i've never heard those guys complain you know and, and they, they push they push through it every day so all of a sudden whatever you're going through seems small so that's yeah ain't that the truth and it's just you know for them to put all that service and everything they've done I, it's really cool and 
yeah, let's do it. Let's put a let's put a trigger. Yeah, I'd love to have it. We're actually um, doing one November 9th. I'll send you when we when we get done with this. I'll send you an email on it. I don't know if we can get you there by that late notice because it's not that's really close. But then we do another one in April. But I'd okay. love to get you to one because we say it a lot. Like I don't think we do that great of a job through social media or even like the people who are involved with Freedom Fire Doors to tell to explain to people what really goes on at these events. But when you see it, sure, um, it's like it's like the the Garmin crew came to an event in 2018 in Montauk, and I. Like when they came, they were blown away. That's why we just launched that last mango Garmin watch collaboration. It's when you come, you'll see what I'm saying, Charlie, because it's okay. not about it's not about parading the veterans around for like some, you know, some corporation to pat themselves in the back of what we're doing. It's all about showing them a good time. And then you'll see the network that they create because a lot of these veterans have no idea. Of, they don't know any of the other veterans there. And all mm -hmm. of a sudden they're, they're, they're trading phone numbers, emails, Instagram handles and facebook you know this is how you find me on facebook and now they just now they just made half a dozen to a dozen new friends and yeah. that's that's the part that changes their life because i think you you can attest to this um i mean i see all the new people when i'm following you that you fish with when you fish with somebody you're almost instantly friends with them forever in sure. some way like you feel like you can call that guy go you know you feel like you're you're, you're closer than just having a conversation sitting at a table at a restaurant um, so long story short, they build, they build relationships with people, including the boat crews, like the captains, the mates, the volunteers that are at the, the FFO events that that's the part that I think when you make them realize that people care about them and they matter, that whole mm -hmm. PTSD, you know, heavy problem we have with veteran suicide, that's when you defeat that demon is when they build a network of other people that care about them or veterans that they can relate to. Yeah, that's truly I, what we're doing more than fishing, to be honest with you, you know, is building them a network. That's so great. And you're right. I mean, having that time on a boat, it's you, you it doesn't matter, rich, poor, black, white, like you're just a fisherman or a fisherwoman and hanging out on the boat. And, you know, I use this line from my dad all the time, but he, he used to tell me, you know, you, you should always whenever you go fishing, you should learn at least one thing, even if that one thing you learn is I don't ever want to go fishing with that guy again. <laughs> But you should come away with, you know, one good lesson of the day. And I and I would love to do that and talk to some of those those uh, veterans and hear their stories. And, you know, having that network of people who can relate, I'm sure it's a huge thing for them. So that's super cool. It is. It's very, very cool. Um, you know, I'm telling you, I'd love to have you. And you, you could fish with me or you could fish with any of the other boats that are involved. But I'll leave that up to you who you want to jump on with. But we start out with a dinner the night before and. It's nice. So awesome. Very good. Well, so you're back up in New York right now. You said the boat's back at Merritt's. So I just got the boat hauled at Merritt's yesterday. And Man, I'm back in Montauk. We're all over the place. Yeah, I got the boat back to Merritt yesterday. We hauled it and we're gonna do just like you know, just typical service. I got I gotta figure out a you know, just gotta figure out a few things. Um you know, with uh you know, we're gonna possibly move to underwater lights we're going to do an engine service and that's pretty much it like we've been really lucky my yard periods have been super small and just typical routine maintenance like like touch up bottom paint or something like we haven't had any any real issues with anything we've done on the boat so well, i think well, a good part of that is because of the captain i mean i've been uh, on yeah. your boat and i remember you kept apologizing to me. You're like, oh, I'm sorry. I haven't had a chance to wash it. And y'all, the boat was like immaculate. <laughs> there was nothing. You keep that boat tip top. It's, it's quite a sight. 
I gotta give uh, JJ my mate. Is JJ is he's like me. He's way OCD. So that I I gotta give JJ a lot of credit because JJ is as he's as OCD as me, possibly worse. Possibly worse. You know, I can tell you funny st- stories about worse. Like if I put something back where he didn't have it or want it, he's mm. the kind of mate that he won't say a word. I'll turn my back and I watch him pick up and move right three inches. <laughs> that's pretty funny. But that's well, it good. shows. That's I mean, good. the boat is super well maintained, and you know, it, in that build process, it was pretty obvious you guys knew what you wanted and you got it. It's it's a really cool boat. Yeah, you're only as good as who you work with to make it short and sweet, right? Like, you know, when you work with the best people, you're going to get the best product. So, you know, and that's the other thing. Like, I, I didn't, I knew in order to, to truly succeed, there's a lot of guys that knew way more than, than, than me. And we would, we did a lot of roundtable discussions, you know, everything from like, you know, Kurt Bergstrom at Garmin, who did the whole Empire bus. We had, we had Dave Dunn involved, Brian Lighty at Merritt's. We had a couple guys at Merritt's that, all the, obviously all they do is sit there and build i got some incredible ideas from the guys the guys at, at merits uh, like um you know captain johnny williams he kind of takes care of uh, like the merit houseboat i call it the merit i don't say house i shouldn't say houseboat i mean like in-house boat roy's boat called caliban and johnny gave me so many ideas every time he would look at something um he's just one of those guys he looks at something for two seconds and he'd be like hey you ever think of doing this and i was like every time i'd be like man that's, oh, like, that's cool, cool. And I already told Johnny, I said, Johnny, if we ever do this again, I said, you're, you're, I want, I want, you're going to be sitting down with me before we even go talk to anybody, you know, because he's, he's, he was pretty incredible. And then we had James Schaefer, who was, at the time, I want to tell you, he was 25 or 26 when we were building that boat. And he was probably one of the most incredible, well-rounded boat builders I've ever been around. I mean, the, the guy could do carbon, wow. glass, he could do woodwork. I mean, he did, I mean, he was everything. You got, he's doing everything. He's gonna he's he's gonna be somebody in the boat building world, you know. Oh, that's you cool. Know, Ten years, fifteen years. That yard too. It's sort of no, it is. It's like straight up old school. It's a bunch of guys in overalls hanging out, talking shop, and the kind of place where it's like your handshake means something, you know. I I, I do. Oh like yeah. It. It's it's the only. It's so funny because it's like the only place. Like I we go in and out of there. And I think a lot of other guys who go to Merits will say this too. It's like you go in and out of there, and like you said, things are based on a handshake and, and what you said and what you talked about. Like I can leave that yard and say, I got to go to the Bahamas and we're, we're gone, you know, and then I don't get the, hey, you can't, you can't leave. We didn't square up with your bill or, hey, we didn't do this. It's like everything's like, no, you know, handshakes and good. It's, it's one of the probably the last places like that, other than maybe some of the places you probably find in the Outer Banks. Or, yeah. Like, that it's haven't nice. real big corporate. <laughs> it's so nice. And and they've built some, I mean, they've built a lot of boats for musicians too. And, you know, Alan Jackson and those guys all love those big merits. So I bet Roy's got a few stories of, of all these different musicians he's worked with and stuff. But the pictures that you shared with us of him and, and Jimmy and smiling and just, it looked like that whole process was pretty fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm really... I, I am fortunate as the captain in the, involved in the build that everybody got along so well. There was no egos. There was, you know, it was just, it was, it was so easy to just put the whole project together. And so many people were willing to put a little extra time in to make sure everything was right, you know, versus stare at the clock and couldn't wait till they left. Everybody wanted to make sure it was right. And, and uh, Jimmy and Roy get along really well. 
which is nice. You can see in the pictures. Um, so yeah, but you know, like I said, Roy's Roy's build boats for um, you know George Strait, you know Island Jackson, Rick Hendricks, NASCAR. I mean, there's probably a few others I'm not even thinking of that are big deal people, but you know, Roy's had quite a few go go through that yard. Pretty anyway, cool place. Yeah. Wow. Well, Vinny, I know you're a super busy man. I, I really, it's been fun catching up with you and I think I'm pretty jealous of your gig. It's, you've got one of the cooler gigs of anyone I've met. And, uh, but it sounds like, you know, with all the work you're doing to give back and stuff, I, I can tell you appreciate it. So good on you, man. Yeah. And let's definitely, I would love to meet up at one of your events and, you know, next time you're down this way, let's, let's hang out. I owe you a beer. All right. Well, I'll definitely, I'll take you up on that. I definitely want to get you in an event. I'm glad you want to do it. That would be huge. And then I, I wanted to thank you. I wanted to, you know what I want to say? I'm going to tell you this and we're going to talk about this in the podcast. I can't tell you the 30, 40, 50 people that reached out to write an article about, uh, you know, about the boat. And when I got your, your message, you know, how sometimes when you get a message and you read it and you're like, like I, I don't know this guy seems this guy seems like he gets it like he's not gonna it's not about like you know what jimmy wears and what jimmy does and it was more about the the, the cool project that was going on and it just happened to be a really cool man behind it right but um you, you nailed that article we were all so proud on our side of it that the way you did it and it's um it's it's on it's on roy's wall in his office he's got it framed i got one framed for jimmy i got one so i just want to tell wow. you man you that means it. a lot to me that means a huge amount to me. Thank you so much. Now, yeah, you got to nail it. You know, you got to nail an article about about what we do with the veteran stuff. So that I'm excited about that. <laughs> oh, no problem. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Awesome, Vinny. Thank you so much, man. It's it's great to see you. And um, yeah, be safe out there. All right. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Power Motor Yacht Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do us a favor and leave us a review or rating. Or you can share us with your friends on social media or on the VHF. Anywhere you spread the word means a lot to us. Thanks again, and until next time, we'll see you on the water.